Hello, and welcome to a special episode of Jay Flaunce's Ignorance, the podcast. In this episode, you'll hear my grandfather recount a story from World War II. In 1941, when Japan attacked Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, my grandfather, Earl C. Humphrey, was in the United States Navy, serving aboard the USS Houston CA-30. Most of the U.S. Navy's Pacific fleet was destroyed, but the Houston was out to sea with my grandfather aboard. In 1980, my grandfather Earl had a stroke which affected his speech. His speech mostly recovered, but you'll hear some slurring in these recordings. In 1982, my father Jim Hanna sat down with him and recorded 11 audio tapes capturing his oral history. This is one of those tapes. This tape is labeled Earl III. It's the tape where he describes the sinking of the USS Houston and the beginning of his three and a half years as a prisoner of war. Fortunately for me, my grandfather Earl survived the war, married my grandmother, raised my mother, and then helped raise me and my brother on our frequent visits to their farm in southeast Iowa. My grandfather died in 2000. We all miss him. You'll also hear my grandmother, Maureen, in the background occasionally. Fact-checking, adding some dates and names, washing dishes, occasionally vacuuming. Grandma died in 2006. She was an amazing grandmother. We miss her terribly. I hope you enjoy hearing my grandfather tell his story in his own words. If you like this episode, there are many more I can post. Let us know on twitter.com slash jflaunts. Thank you. So, here it is. My father interviewing my grandfather in 1982. Thanks, Dad, for preserving Earl's voice. Enjoy. Oh, and uh, for the record, it only took me five tries to get this recorded, this intro recorded, without crying. I think I did good. <laughs> You were telling well, me about what was going on on December yeah. 7th, 1941. Yeah. Pearl Harbor was blasted. You were in Manila. Mm-hmm. But I think would I think we better mention the fact that uh, what was going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Germany had, had uh, overrun Austria, okay. Czechoslovakia, Poland, France, Norway... Germany had just practically control of all of Europe. Okay. And the north part of Africa, mm-hmm. down in Algeria. Libya. And yeah. All that. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it was. It was, and we, poor old England had come out of France by the skin of their teeth. Mm-hmm. They lost all their equipment in France. Mm-hmm. And they did save part of the most of their army. But they didn't have no weapons. Mm-hmm. It was helpless. And uh, Germany, if it had been smart, would have come right on across the channel. Mm-hmm. They could have done it easy and took bloody old England. Yeah. Old England standing over there barefaced. <laughs> he didn't have no weapons. And the only thing they had was a few good airplanes. They had mm-hmm. some good airplanes, and they was making more as fast as he could. And they were crying for help for us, because mm-hmm. they were about to go under. And of course, we had the people at home saying, "No, don't get entangled in that European mess. Stay away from." Them. <laughs> and Roosevelt was wanting to help them, but he mm-hmm. had to have authority to do it, mm-hmm. and to have authority of Congress. <clears throat> and finally, they did agree. Congress agreed. To give England fifty World War One destroyers, mm-hmm. 
In turn, we would get some 99-year leases on some bases in the Bahamas mm-hmm. and uh, several other places in the British Empire. Yeah. They were, so they did do that. So at the time of Pearl Harbor then, things were really rough in Europe. It was about to go under. And uh, so Pearl Harbor was the final bow that that sent us over the edge. Yeah, so that's when the United States entered into the war yeah. full tilt. Because uh, Pearl Harbor then they declared the war on Japan and Germany both at the same time. What were you doing on the morning of December 7, 1941? I was still in my bunk. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we had left uh, Manila Bay about a week ahead of that. And we said, Ilo, Ilo, we was expecting it. We was expecting the Japs to hit in time. Mm-hmm. And we got out of Manila Bay. We didn't want to get caught in there. And we was down in Ilo, Ilo, kind of hiding out in that little town down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see that on the map, on the globe here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we didn't get caught. Manila Bay, Manila, uh, Got it, and Kavi Navy Yard they got plastered, but we didn't get it. Okay, but you knew that it happened, right? So yeah. right away the word yeah. was out, and yeah. sunk things. Yeah. Okay, so what did they do? What did the Houston do? We gathered up what ships were left, and uh, the spare torpedoes for the submarines that they had salvaged. And went south mm-hmm. to the Dutch East Indies, Sarabaya, Dutch naval base, Sarabaya. Sarabaya right there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then we went to operating out of there. In the meantime, the Japs were landing all down to French and China down here in Singapore is about to go, and mm-hmm. Japs is going up through Burma. Mm-hmm. And they was landing in the Philippines too. Okay. And so we didn't have any airplanes. Not anything. We lost what few we had first day. Did you have an aircraft carrier with you? No. Okay. And no battleship. No. So just like a, your destroyer, and were you the largest ship? Yeah. As large as any of your ships around? Yeah. How many were there in your? Uh, well, they get they gathered. Together, together, what was available here at Sarabaya. Mm-hmm. We had an English cruiser, mm-hmm. we had uh, an Australian cruiser, we had uh, three Dutch cruisers, mm-hmm. and a bunch of Dutch destroyers, and a couple of Corvettes, Australian, mm-hmm. and then we had our uh, destroyers out of Manila. Mm-hmm. I had 18 ships. Okay. 18 warships at that. So we don't know. It's been here three man. years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. got to then we go to Australia. Australia? Yeah. Okay. Here, darn Australia. They mm-hmm. were going to bring some American troops <clears throat> up here. I escort them up here to Dutch East Indies mm-hmm. to reinforce. They had some Australian troops there and Mm-hmm. At one battalion of American troops there mm-hmm. is going to reinforce that. And the Aussies, boy, they was they was on their terror hooks. So they figured Jeff's going to come around. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Now, by this time, the Japanese already pretty well had control yeah. of the Philippines yeah. and how about Malaysia? But Burma. Uh, Borneo. Borneo, they had that. Yeah, okay. they moved into that. So they were really closing in on you, sort of, weren't they? You bet, you bet, you. Okay. And then they were going to make landings down there, but we, ahead of that time, we we started out to reinforce okay. with American troops. So, you, so but, after you went down to Australia and to Darwin and got some troops, you started headed back to, yeah. to Surabaya? So we got, <laughs> we didn't even get there, we got bombed. See, the Japs did set up uh, air bases in Solibus and Borneo. Okay. And there was that we got bombed. And we didn't lose any ships. Mm-hmm. But but we found out that uh, the Japs already landed. Well, it wasn't no use to throwing them men away. They'd already landed no, uh, Surabaya? They're still on the ships. We had them. We had a convoy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They said, hey, man, they can get back on the because they ain't. <laughs> they've been beat to the move, you know. Okay. Yeah. So we went back there. So you went back to Darwin? Yeah. yeah. And well, that's the luckiest thing that happened to them, guys. Man, they'd been, they'd been gone, goslings. Well, then we went back. We went back up in here. And but without the Australian troops, you'd drop them off somewhere. Uh, American, them troops, American troops. Okay. And uh, we'd left them in Darwin. But uh, then we got our full little fleet together, what it was of it, mm-hmm. to try to stop these Japanese coming down landing in the air. Mm-hmm. It's coming down out of Borneo and it's landing in troops. You're still trying to keep them from landing in Surabaya. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We're trying to keep them to land in any place. But we couldn't do it. I knew we couldn't when it started. Mm-hmm. So that was the end of us. We uh, we tried to stop the, this convoy that was Jap convoys coming there to land, mm-hmm. and we lost all of our ships but two okay, well. that, that day. And then we was gone out of there. What was the What was the date we're talking about now? March uh, 30th. March 30th. 1942. 1942. Mm-hmm. This was, so there was a big, like a pitched battle mm-hmm. that day. Yeah. It okay. lasted all day long. It lasted all day long, and you lost all but two of the ships, one of yeah. which was the Houston, the yeah. one you were on. Yeah. Okay. And one Australian cruiser. And one Australian cruiser was still afloat. The rest mm-hmm. of them were sunk. Okay. So and then we, what happened? Then we was going to come out through here. Come down between these two islands here, two here. So Sumatra and no, between Sumatra and Java. Java, okay. Uh, was that's the only way out? You were trying to escape Jap- through that little. Uh, Japs are already landed in here. Okay. And was uh, going out to there. Mm-hmm. We was going to pick up these American troops that were stationed here mm-hmm. and haul them out too. Mm-hmm. We supposed to, and so we come out when they come out this uh, straits. Mm-hmm. She was full of jacks. Okay, what's the strait called here? Does, does Sunder. Sunder Strait? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there were Japanese all more or less surrounded by that time. Right. right. Okay. So you're trying to sail through there, and this was like nighttime at this yeah. point? Nighttime? Yeah. Like and midnight. Midnight? And what happened? <laughs> then we got clobbered. The sky lit up, and yeah. all of the, the old Jap land force was in there. <laughs> Okay, so did they have, uh, like, it was still dark or not dark? Oh, yeah. 
It's yeah. still dark. Moonlight. A moonlight. But they could see you well enough to fire on you. Oh, you betcha. Yeah. Okay. So you were getting, getting it from all directions, more or less. Were there yeah. any planes up at that point? No, well, just, they had planes up. We didn't. At night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happened to the Houston? She went out. Mm-hmm. She got old. <laughs> she started leaking some fears. <laughs> this is around down. midnight. It just yeah. took so many hits that it started to mm-hmm. sink. Okay, where were you at the time, and where, what had you been doing? Well, I... Were you manning one of these when, when guns we, at that point? When we pulled out of uh, Batavia here, it's called Jakarta now, but mm-hmm. it was known as Batavia there, the Dutch said the Straits was clear. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I was real worried, yeah. And I thought I'd wait to clear the minefield. Mm-hmm. This minefield was there in the, in the harbor mouth. If we turned east, I knew he was going back down to take on the Jap fleet. Yeah. And we was dead meat if we did. Yeah. And if we turned west, I figured, because they said the streets were clear, we'd be okay so we'd get out of there. Yeah. So I stayed up, uh, and we pulled out of there in the evening. I stayed up uh, until I seen which way we were turning. Yeah. We turned east. We were in big trouble. <laughs> no sleep that night. And we, we cleared the minefield and we turned west. Yeah. Boy, I was so happy. <laughs> Man, I couldn't understand. So I thought everything is okay. I hadn't been asleep for several nights. And I thought, by golly, I'm going to get me just a little bit of sleep while we're in good shape. I went down the hangar. I had been an old... Uh, because bomb blew up our compartment, been bombing, my, my bunkers ruined, my lockers ruined, everything in our compartment in the ship was ruined. From an earlier hit yeah. that you'd yeah. taken, was that from a, a a bomb? A bomb from a plane. Yeah. So I had a uh, one of these uh, collapsible canvas scotch, mm-hmm. and uh, in the hangar. I thought I'd go down there and I'll lay down and I'll get a few hours good sleep. I went down there and lay down. And of course, I didn't have blankets or anything. And I needed a pillow. I was looking around there, the light was getting pretty bad. And uh, and something for ease for a pillow, you know. And looked up in the, in the framework and see it, the hangar there. And there was a brand new life jacket stuck in there. I said, boy, that'll make a good. Good play. I got there and got it and laid it on my old bunker and just let my shoes off. Didn't undress or anything. And I laid down on that old bunking boy just like that. I was out. <laughs> I was sound asleep. This would have been about what time? This would have been about, oh, 8 o'clock. 8 p.m. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the evening. And there inside the hangar here is the vents that. Uh, the fans blow air into the engine rooms. Mm-hmm. Now, the engine rooms are pressurized. You get the fire under the boiler. And <clears throat> the faster you're traveling, the more air it needs. Okay. So these old fans are uh, fixed at variable speed. The mm-hmm. more air you need, the, more, the faster they'd run. Mm-hmm. Suck more air. A lot of us there sound asleep unconscious. And that's the first thing I've become aware of. 
them old big old fans are picking up speed, you know, sucking more air. Mm -hmm. And that told me they're cutting in them other boilers. Well, how come they're cutting in more boilers? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. that, that was answered. Keep blams, you gotta lose the main battery. And, and from then on, she was, oh. You guys started firing. Yeah. Yeah. We started firing. So at that point, I you were awake. I'd slept my shoes on, it didn't tie them or anything. And I'd, at night, I'd been going back to uh, searchlight control, where they control the searchlights, you know. And so I ran back there and got in searchlight control. Man, any way you look, the ship's shooting, you know. I know they wouldn't ours. <laughs> we didn't have the man. We only had two. <laughs> <laughs> you realized you were on the oh, receiving end. We was on the receiving end for sure. <laughs> Did you take your life jacket with you? Yeah, I took my life jacket with me. Yeah. I slipped it on. I'm sure glad they did. And of course, it got so got so rough. You couldn't tell. You couldn't tell on the noise and and we took several hits, you know, and that old armor clang bang, you know, and fire blind burning. <laughs> you were still running around in the searchlights. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's what, that was enough. I knew with them torpedoes. I looked out there, and there was two torpedoes coming in. One of them was coming in directly to where I was underneath where I was standing. Oh, well, I figured that'd be the last when I hit. But it wasn't so bad. <laughs> she, she, she had just a great big black column of water, oil, and stuff went in there. But oh, it knocked me down, but it was, there wasn't... Uh, Terrible noise. That's yeah. what I thought it would be. See, yeah. and the old ship bucked like a bronco, and then that didn't more than settle out. A lot of luck. Here come another one. She was coming in up further up alongside ship, same side. Did they ride sort of close to the surface? You could see them. Like used, like white, well, did they? Like well, a white trail? Yeah, but uh, it's because uh, that uh, uh, salt water has got lots of phosphorus in it. Mm -hmm. When anything goes through it fast, it glows. Oh, really? Yeah. Sparkles yeah. and glows. You can see them coming. Yeah. Oh, no, it's right. <laughs> and when that second one hit, uh, she started to slump, you know, over the side, starboard side. I knew where he's going. Now, were you near the surface, like you were standing on deck? Oh, I was up on the main to, deck. To yeah. run the uh, yeah. searchlights and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So oh, you, I had a good view. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How far off the water from where you were standing was it down to the water? If you were to well, jump? Well, probably places. 30 feet. But, of yeah. course, I was in the middle of the ship, see, and the ship's wide. Uh, couldn't, yeah. You couldn't jump from there at the water. You just hit the deck and blow you. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, that's, I think, what in the world going to do now? And uh, about that time, I get the password ban the ship. Well, I uh, didn't want to go, man. And when you leave her, that's your home. That's your everything. Yeah. You don't want to leave that. <laughs> that's your last, <laughs> yeah. last link with anything. Yeah. So I went down the main deck out, standing there thinking that, and uh, I heard a lot of machine guns going there, automatic weapons going. 
And I didn't know where it was coming from, but I knew it was mighty close, so I jumped under the tur- old turret there, the burnout turret. Till I quit firing stuff and crawled it back out again. And uh, stand there and they, they passed a the word. Man their battle station. Boy, I was glad. Hey, hey we're going to make it, you know. I went back up to Searchlight and Dome. And in the morning, got that little bugle, blue band and ship on the bugle, you know. Mm-hmm. While I never that, that was the end of it. So I started out through, I started down uh, the boat deck, but I couldn't get down there because the engine room got hit. And the steam that was coming out the vents. Boy, this must seem cookie, you know. You couldn't mm-hmm. go that way. Mm-hmm. So I went back at searchlight control, and I thought I'd crawl out the window and drop down on the turret. The turret was burnt out. Mm-hmm. It got hit and was burnt out. And uh, so I started to crawl out through the opening, and they'd been that's where the bomb come down through there. And it was all kind of jagged metal, you know, and I got in my pants. I got dungarees mm-hmm. and the jeans. I got my pants up in that, that jagged metal, and I couldn't get loose. And I fumbled, I fumbled. In the meantime, guns are flashing, you blind, you know, you couldn't see. <laughs> lots of yelling, lots of screaming, lots of noise. <laughs> I was trying desperately to unhook the pants. I looked in front of my pants, and I couldn't. I couldn't get them pants I thought back, oh, yeah, there's no time for messing around. So I just braced my legs and my arms, and I just, brute strength just dripped off the front end out of them jeans, tore one leg, <laughs> tore one leg off the jeans, and I was le- losing, you know. I got loose. Did and you I, catch yourself? No. Yeah. And I dropped down on that old turret, down, walked over the side. I didn't want to go. No, I still didn't want to go, but I know I had to. So just put my leg over the rail and plopped her in the middle ocean. <laughs> were there still lots of uh, guys jumping over? Oh yeah, yeah. Like there yeah, were eight hundred guys on this ship. You said. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how far to the water then? Oh, it wouldn't be about uh, fifteen twenty feet. Yeah. From the main deck. You were wearing your life jacket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wearing my life jacket and my helmet. That's a dumb thing to do. Jump in the ocean with the, my helmet on. Boy, I'd print a better open neck of that. When the helmet, you know, hit the water. Boy, if I broke my neck. I should have took the thing on and threw it in the ocean for it. Jumped. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't think. <laughs> I didn't think a circle. The strap was around your neck, in other words, and so when you hit the water, it kind of went. <laughs> <laughs> I could have snapped your neck right there. <laughs> and. This is all around midnight now, yeah. you figure. Mm-hmm. Was the sky all lit up from all these explosions oh, all yeah. around you and everything? Lots of burning. Yeah. Lots of explosions. Lots of lots of tracers. They were still all firing from a distance, though. Like, no, they no. come right alongside, man. This is pitting distance. <laughs> really? Blinding like, the st- <laughs> these ships, these yeah, smaller you ships. You, you yeah. bet you. Man, these coming right up against us. So you, so there were Japanese ships right in the water, right? Yeah, in the vicinity of where you were jumping, jumping yeah. overboard. Absolutely, and oil in the water. You know, I didn't want to get in that oil. That stuff. Is, 
had a little heavy crude oil, you know. So I kept watching the moonlight and I try to see if there's any oil on the surface. And if I started getting into it, I'd just go to the record. Mm-hmm. And I knew that there wasn't any boats. The boats had all been wrecked. And there's some rafts that they'd put in the water, but I didn't want on them because I figured the Japanese would start shooting with them, too. And they did. <laughs> uh, so I just said, well, this is where the old Earl makes it or breaks it. All bases hell. I just you see the mountains, mountains over there on the horizon. So I just started swimming toward that mountain, mm-hmm. all by myself. Well, nobody around at that point. I mean, after you got away fifty feet from the ship, yeah, well, you were just kind of by yourself. Yeah, fifty feet, maybe two hundred yards or something like that. Yeah. Didn't wait from that far, but you started running out of people. So what were those other guys doing? Just doing the same thing out with this women. But not as well, huh? Well, some was, and some wasn't. Yeah. Some of them was clinging to them rafts, and I didn't mind part of that, because that's again Jackson would uh, start shooting at them rafts. I got uh, quite a distance away from the ship, and I just quit swimming and sit, just sag down there to watch the show, you know. Well, it's just like the movies. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. She was a burning and blowing up. <laughs> this is the Houston. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch her go down. Yeah. So it was all in flames. The whole ship was in flames. Well, so there's a lot of fire in there. You know? yeah. And it'd be in the basket shell with it, and it sparks that fly in the flame and flare up. Finally, she went down. But then... Um, How much time elapsed from the time that you took the first hit there until it... The ship actually sunk, would you think? Probably an hour. About an hour. An hour and a yeah. 50 minutes, something like that. They can take a lot of punishment. I guess so. Yeah. So at this point, you're kind of alone in the water. Yeah. And you can see people bobbing in the water. Yeah. And you can see all these Japanese ships, and yeah. your ship has disappeared. Yeah. yeah. And they what about the other ship? It was already she, gone she, first. She, already, she went down first. Yeah. Who's the last one there? <clears throat> so, so all these smaller ships, Japanese ships, are circling around, and what are they done to? Just bounding her. They did long she's afloat. They kept slamming. Yeah, and then what happened when it went down? Did it get real quiet? Yeah, and got real quiet. Uh, was quiet for about an hour, and suddenly everything opened up again. Why did blam blam? Later, we come to find out it was a Dutch destroyer following us. It's coming out. Yeah. And when it, it didn't know anything about it, see. So we hit it there. Boy, it got the full dose. <laughs> she didn't last very long. How many guys of the 800 were just killed outright? Well, there's about a thousand on there. See, we could, we oh, a, up grew some. up. Yeah, we'd, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, about 1,100 on there. Yeah. Uh, there's about 750 killed. There's about 300 or so of us that uh, survived that. Yeah. And there's about 100 of us died in the jungle. Yeah. There was about 250 come home. Survived the whole thing yeah. and came home. And about half of them died since. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
So there you are bobbing around the water. It's one o'clock by now or something yeah. like that. And, and you just yeah. keep on swimming. You figure you're striking out for the mountains. And yeah. What did you have in mind to do? Get to the shore. Get in the Dutch army. That's what I had in mind. Get to the Dutch lines. I figured they'd fight, you know. I figured that Dutchman would fight. But they didn't. <laughs> Dutchman didn't hit a lick. That is, their army didn't. Their navy did. Their navy. See, they fought the last man. But the army never even fought at all. And I was getting up come daylight. And I still looked jugging. Yeah, the terrible tide runs through there, you know. Tides run through the straits. Mm-hmm. And uh, heck, you could swim for hours, and boy, you'd be up close to the beach, you know. You'd be up to where you could see palm trees and the coconuts hanging up. So you get your head down and way go again, you know. And the next time you looked up, you'd be five miles from that beach. <laughs> tide carried you back out to sea. Tired, oh, thirsty. Isn't that no water? You hadn't had much sleep the two nights oh, before, I or any. Hadn't any sleep for a week. And then you kind of got maybe a couple hours before this all yeah. opened up. And then, did you sleep at all while you're in the water? No. You're just trying to just trying to get swim. The beach. So about there. noon. It's about noon the next day. That, uh, I was chugging and low and uh, pretty close. Man, I was up to see it's a surf. You know, and the see it's coconuts hanging on the tree. I thought, oh, boy, I'm going to make her. I'm going to make her to the beach. And I heard something uh, hissing sound, like something hissing. And I couldn't figure out what that was or where it was come from. Of course, I was a groggy, you know. And I quit swimming. I started looking around, see where that sound was coming from. And I turn around, look behind. Man, here come Jap ships. <laughs> a whole fleet of Jap ships come straight in towards me. And they, they stayed in there and around me, you know, started dropping anchor. Ships all around me, in an aircraft carrier. <laughs> I thought, holy mackerel. You're just in the water there, yeah. and they just sail right on by you and... Started anchoring. Had they seen you? It, oh, sure. I don't know. <laughs> I figured, don't know why they wouldn't. Were there other guys in the water yeah. at all? At yeah. Point, no, some of your other guys had nobody, swum in that close. Nobody that close to me. Yeah. But uh, they started, the jet ship started anchoring. They started launching their landing barges, you know, putting their troops ashore. And I didn't know what in the world to do. Never wouldn't wouldn't help to get the beach. Japs already had the beach. Couldn't swim clear across the ocean the other way. <laughs> Not crossed your mind. <laughs> so I was that in there and I slipped out of my life jacket. I thought I figured that somebody up on one of them ships had started shooting them. I slipped out of my life jacket so they started shooting at me. I could duck down in the water. Yeah. And I couldn't pull that life jacket in there, but I could get on my life jacket and go down in there. Well, that's stupid, you know. you got to come up sometime. <laughs> but it's desperate. The only desperate thing I could think of to do, try to save my... <laughs> I, but then some of, them, some of them standing up there and they're looking at me, you know. 
It's curious, and they was dishonest. They didn't care what. <laughs> they wouldn't go do a thing for it. But finally, one of the landing barges coming back for another loot of truth. He come right by me there, and when he come by me, he shut the engine off. And this one Jap, he, he motioned for me to get in. Well, I swam him over the, the landing barge, and I got my elbows hooked over the edge, but I was so weak I couldn't get in. I absolutely could not get in the boat. So he finally grabbed me by the seat of my pants and heaved me in, <clears throat> in the boat. And I just sprawled in the bottom of the boat. And it just absolutely poured out. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't get up. And they went to picking up some more guys in. And some more American no, yeah, guys? Yeah. American, Austrian. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so, in the meantime, the coxswain on this land barge, he was signaling me, you know, to one of the ships for orders, I suppose. And so then, when he got a bunch of guys picked up, but they took us in the beach, dumped us out. Oh, it was sure good to get on that good old land again. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> and the thirsty. Come up a shower, come up a little thunder shower, you know, rain. So I grabbed me a palm frond there, and then kind of like a, a, a funnel trough, trough. That's what I'm trying to say, kind of like a trough. I hold her up there so it rain <laughs> run down the trough and in my neck. Boy, that was good old water. Mm-hmm. That was drinking water. So we. We, they kept us there on the this we just collapsed we just laying around a bunch of dead guys <laughs> and till the next day we had one old boy he got no oil he didn't the oil off the bat he coated the oil all over and uh, it was shutting off his uh, oxygen I reckon he had a fit epileptic fit you know well, man, he said, hey, we got to get old Chambliss, I think his name was. We got to get that oil off of him or he's going to die. Well, didn't have nothing to get the oil off with. Didn't have any silver. Uh, didn't have any plain salt water. So we <laughs> drug him down to the beach <laughs> and we peeled his clothes off him and we started scrubbing him. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just yeah. scrubbing him with sand, a handful of sand, get that down through that oil, get a little air to his hide. <laughs> we had that, we had that boogie <laughs> for all, and then, <laughs> then we divorced him off and salt water. <laughs> that hurt, I know. <laughs> then we scrubbed some more sand, but you know what the booger did? It made it. He did pull through. Yeah, he got. I don't know why he lived or not uh, after that, but he. We got that. We got that oil up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, of that number that you talked about that eventually ended up going to the prison camp? Were most of them Americans or most of them Australians? No, or? no, no. Most of them was English and uh, Dutch. Mm-hmm. There wasn't very many Americans. We were the only Americans over there in that part of the country, anyhow. Mm-hmm. 
We use the Ulumans. There's lots of Australian, lots of Dutch, and lots of British. And some Indian troops, some Indian troops. When did they start coming around with any uh, food or anything like that? Boy, they didn't. They took us up. They worked us there unloading ships for several days. And I lucked out on that, too. Uh, they put me working on ships. Well, that was better than some of the other guys that had to start pulling artillery and then start pulling wagons and, and stuff up that them uh, blacktop road barefooted under the equator sun. Boy, them poor guys, they just cooked their feet, you know. And, and I, I uh, didn't have any shoes either. I lost one when it hit the water when it took off and the ship lost one of my shoes. Mm-hmm. Well, what's what good's one shoe, you know, so it kicked off the other and couldn't swim either. Mm-hmm. I'd never do that again. Boy, the Wanted shoes. Be better than the shoes is the last thing I'm going to get rid of. Boy, you need them shoes. With the, even when we was working out on them old ships, we'd go aboard them ships and steal the X. Mm-hmm. Man, you'd run and stand on a rope or something, you know, because them dusty legs just cook your feet. <laughs> but then we went after we they got through with us there. They hauled us off to a little town, this native village called Serang. I don't know whether she was at or not. I'd say and, uh, Bandung and Siriban uh, and I don't do uh, so anyway somewhere in yeah, uh, Jakarta there yeah. somewhere or another there's a we village put, called Serang they put us in a theater a native theater that ain't the kind of theater we have yeah it's an old native theater made out of brick and uh, didn't have seats in it's, the floor was terraced you know and you go mm-hmm. over the closer you got the stage, the farther down it dropped. Yeah. And there's so many of us in that theater, you couldn't even lay down. And uh, you weren't allowed to stand up. You weren't allowed to talk. You just had to sit there, kind of mashed together. And uh, then when the night come, why you just kind of piled it like a litter of pigs and slept, you know. Mm-hmm. And boy, we was there about a month in that uh, place. And uh, the only one toilet they had was a slip trench that got outside. And there was a wounded man laying out on a porch. Had one arm off, and, and he was bad shit. He died, as a matter of fact. But the slip train is the only thing you had for toilet. Well, you didn't need to go to the toilet very much because you didn't get anything to eat. <laughs> you get a, a small handful of rice, and it was easily soured. Mm-hmm. Been cooked for five days ahead of time. It was soured, spoiled. And that's all you got. Boy, you had to, after about two weeks of that, whenever you sit up 
out of desperation, you'd uh, ask permission to go to the toilet. See, you didn't have to go, but you just to have something different to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And sitting there with your bony hind end on that concrete, uh, it's just so you could walk out there at least and walk back. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> but you had to be careful when you stood up because you pass out. So we was there, we was there 30 days, and then the moved us in the Batavia. Did they have you working during that time, or no. you just sat there all? Just sat there for a whole month. Stinking, stink. When one one old kid, uh, he had been in the turret and turret fire, and one the whole side of his head and one arm and shoulder, he just cooked the flame and come hit him, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, "No, I, <laughs> I, I'll always remember how I said over there. I said over there, all alone, feeling that burn ear, you know. And uh, it was good crisp. He kept breaking chunks off. <laughs> 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 and uh, how worried you getting there thinking? And when he's breaking them chunks off of his ear, I thought, boy, that's just like bacon." <laughs> 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 During that whole month, you never they never let you go down to the ocean and clean. No, just, no, like you just sat in the building not. day and night. <laughs> One old Australian, the second dog, gave enough to the slut trench. In the meantime, it had been raining, you know, and uh, that slut trench was full of stuff, <laughs> magus, seeing the one magus human. And this poor old Austrian, he went out there, squatted down. He had dysentery. He squatted down over that slit trench, and he passed out. Oh, gee. And toppled over backwards in that slit trench. Boy, if he wasn't a mess. They finally hauled him out of there, and there was a little stream not far from that building. And they kept trying to get the jack to let him go down there and clean up, you know. Get the maggots off of it. <laughs> and the poop. <laughs> and, you know, so finally, after a couple hours, uh, he stunk too bad. <laughs> the Jeff went, oh, sure, go good. <laughs> they let him take him down to the stream and slosh him off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frank Pestoy. Oh, Frank Pest. I think there was no medical attention to None any whatsoever. Now, uh, Frank Pestle had been swimming with a life jacket on, and the, the, it had cut under his arms. He had gashes underneath his arms, so that life jacket just wore in there. And uh, so they wanted to see him, and he went back there at the front of the building, and it was uh, Jeff Corman back there, and had some stuff on the table, and he wanted to see Frank, you know. And he put some kind of stuff, a swab, took a swab, and stuck him. Old Frank passed out cold, and when that didn't hurt, you know, it hurt him terrible. <laughs> he passed out and just fell on that table. That little Jeff Corman had his stuff, broke it all to pieces, <laughs> broke it all to pieces, and then they had mad at him. So it was sure a luxury when we they finally shipped us on up to um, Batavia. 
and uh, we they put us in the, an old Dutch bicycle camp, Dutch Army bicycle camp. Boy, that was that was luxury. They but they had water there, running water, you know, city water. Batavia now is that? Yeah, that's in Jakarta. Up in they named it Jakarta. Jakarta now. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And that was heaven. After that. On the Java Island. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was. We was there then in that uh, bicycle camp. And, uh, we had uh, better food, much better food, because our being, our people done the cooking, see. Mm-hmm. The Jets didn't know, see, you cook your own food. Mm-hmm. They give uh, rice about all the time, you know, the only thing they had. But uh, we had uh, that, and it's a lot cleaner, and it's a lot fresher, and uh, our own people cooked it. So that was a lot better. And that fall, it was there about, uh, I don't know, September, October, and uh, in the old bicycle camp. And then they said we was going to move. Down to the docks, we went and got on an old Japanese transport. We went to Singapore. The old rusty bucket. Man. Okay, Singapore right here on the, yeah. the tip of Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Went to Singapore. And uh, about 2,000 of us on that uh, ship. Again, just crowded in there, just packed in there, you know. Oh, hot. You can imagine what it's like in that old steel ship down below decks all the time. No ventilation. Man, the, the air was so thick you couldn't hardly breathe. He stink. Everybody's sweating. They were going to uh, take you to work camps. Is, it, we was didn't, the idea. We didn't know what they were going to do. They said Singapore. We went, and we went to Singapore. So I did go. We got up to Singapore. Well, now, Singapore, we got there after that awful ride on that ship. And that was that was wonderful as far as liberty was concerned, you know. You seldom ever saw it, yeah. We was there in the old British barracks, British Army barracks. And Singapore is an island, you know. Mm-hmm. You can't escape from right? it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, English had... Uh, they had the authority to maintain discipline. Mm-hmm. And the English, uh, they uh, they had, of course, they was captured with all their gear, with all their food stuff, and extra boots and extra clothes and everything. We had nothing. Man, <laughs> we didn't have no food, didn't have nothing. And uh, them cotton pickers wouldn't share with us either. You were mostly so, looking for a pair of shoes, I presume. You by now, bet. Right? I, was that one, I wanted a pair of shoes. Now, I finally got a pair of Dutch shoes, Dutch Army shoes, but uh, most of the Dutch uh, Army was natives. Mm-hmm. They got real wide feet and real short feet. So when I got the hold of this pair of shoes, they thought nail shoes, my, <clears throat> couldn't get them feet in them. Couldn't even begin to get them feet in them. So I took, <laughs> took a knife 
cut the toes off. <laughs> you lost the soul, you know. Yeah. So my toes get stuck out the front end. <laughs> That's a lot better than me a bear fender, I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Couldn't nothing but a pair of sandals, but boy, that felt good to get them on. I've nailed shoes and they're in Singapore. And we, we steal. And that's it. That's where the tape labeled Earl 3 ends. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear more, let us know on twitter.com slash jflaunts. Bye for now. <laughs>